0: Welcome back to the Booming Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Nate, as per usual. Today, we are going to be talking about the NBA Finals. As we know, that is the big thing right now going on. Obviously, that's what everyone's focused on. No no one's really focused on the other things right now in basketball, any of the little news or whatnot. But before we go into the NBA Finals talk, as I said, I wanted to give a little bit of a note uh, to the... Incident that you may or may not be aware of with Miles Bridges and his Instagram story. A couple days ago, Miles Bridges posted on his Instagram story, as, you know, many celebrities or rappers do, post a picture of a joint in their hand or any form of weed or drugs, lean, pills, whatever. But the last thing you're expecting um, from an NBA player is for them to do that. And, I mean... Weed is no longer, or marijuana is no longer a punishable offense in the NBA. They no longer test for it. Guys like Kevin Durant, Al Harrington, who used to play in the NBA, Matt Barnes have come out and talked about marijuana usage in sports and basketball in particular. And that's not what I have a problem with at all. That is normal in today's world. Lots of people smoke for whatever reasons, relaxation uh, to cool off. Recovery, physical ailments, whatever it may be, that's not my concern. My concern is the fact that he's going into restricted free agency this season and coming off one of his best years, if not you know his best year of his career, and he's posting a picture in the summer of him drinking lean on his Instagram story. Afterwards, and the backlash from it, I honestly have no idea what he was thinking. Like, I don't know what went through his head in the process of doing that and making that decision going forward with posting it. I really, he must have been under the influence, clearly. But, yeah, it's just not a good look at all. He tried to say it was Pink Lemonade on Twitter and quickly deleted that tweet because it's bullshit. Obviously, it's not Pink Lemonade. It was Double Cup Styrofoam. It was Pink Murky Water. We all know what it was, all right? There's no hiding it. You posted it. you got to deal with the consequences. I really don't know what the um, ramifications are going to be that come from it or the backlash that he will receive from it. I know he already has received backlash from many fans and NBA experts, quote-unquote, from Twitter, Instagram, whatever social media platform it may be. But this could be bad for Miles Bridges, especially his agent. His agent's got to be smacking himself in the head and shaking his head, wondering just why he would do this. But there you go. I mean, Miles Bridges decided to uh, post lean on his story like a stupid high school kid that's about to flunk out for missing gym class too much. I don't really know what else to say about that. Clearly just a stupid brain-dead decision by Miles Bridges. Really, I just have no idea what he was thinking. I have no explanation. I don't understand. I really have no grasp of any concept as to any reason or justification for posting that. I have no idea what he was expecting to gain from it, and there was a lot to lose. And, yeah, I don't really know what his problem was, but clearly he had something messed up in his head at the moment. Um, But let's go on to the NBA Finals. Uh, Much more covered subject matter, and the subject of today's episode is going to be Clay Thompson and Jordan Poole. Obviously last night we saw the 100-116 loss by the Golden State Warriors to the Boston Celtics in Game 3 to take a 2-1 lead, and let's just put it how it is, the Warriors looked awful. Draymond Green shot the ball as efficiently as a middle schooler on the JV middle school team. I don't know what else to say. He was playing like a football player out there. I'm usually one to defend Draymond Green, but usually it's because of the fact that he's impacting winning and has a positive impact in the game despite being who he is and being as vocal and outspoken as Draymond Green is. However, he hasn't done anything really in these finals to justify doing what he has and acting the way he has. His stat line is absolutely terrible. It is disgusting. It's really just inexcusable. Two points, four rebounds, three assists last night in over 30 minutes of play. It's really just sad, and Draymond Green needs to be better than that. I don't know what else to say, but other than the fact that Draymond has to be better, the Warriors can't win with Draymond playing like that. His confidence doesn't seem to be affected, but when he's shooting the ball, it's been disgusting. Uh, Around the playoffs, Draymond said, this is the time of year that I start shooting 40% around from three, meaning the playoffs, he turns into a better shooter, was his point there. And uh, since he said that, he's shooting 21.9% from the three-point range. So, um, Mr. Draymond, you might want to take your own advice and maybe start shooting better, get in the gym. I don't know. I'm not a basketball player, so I'm not going to tell him what to do. But if he wants a chance to win... He's going to have to back up his talking, really. It's as simple as that. He has to play better. This dude is a four-time NBA All-Star, a Defensive Player of the Year, and his defense hasn't even been on par. He looks lazy out there. He's fouling. Same with their entire team because Steph Curry's been getting into foul trouble early as well, which has been a big problem for them because he seemed to be almost all of their scoring. So let's talk about Jordan Poole and Klay Thompson. I'm going to start off here with Klay Thompson because he is... Probably what I consider to be a bigger role in the Warriors than Jordan Poole, even though Jordan Poole has been fantastic for most of this year, and that's not to discredit him at all. He's just younger, and Clay's been there for a while and knows the system. It's Clay Thompson. You guys know how good he is, at least pre injury. The big thing for the Warriors has been that they don't have a second go to real scoring option. Andrew Wiggins is not a second scoring option in a final setting where you're trying to contend. And Andrew Wiggins has not been bad at all. I'm not going to discredit him or try to say anything about him like being a second option because that's not what this is about. It's he's played like a second option because Clay and Jordan Poole have not been able to play like their normal selves. Clay's still playing like a second option, but he's scoring at the rate of a fourth. For the Warriors to really be contenders, and I think we knew this because getting Clay back this year was a big difference in the Warriors becoming a lot better and getting back to championship shape uh, which they weren't in seasons before. Clay Thompson for his career averages 18.6 points per game on 44.2% shooting and 40.1% from three in the finals. He also attempts 7.9 three-pointers a game and makes 3.2 in those finals. This year has been a completely different story even though throughout the playoffs Clay has been very good for the most part, it just hasn't been the same case here in the NBA Finals through three games so far. In three games, he's averaging just 17 points, 34% from the field, 32.1% from three, on 9.3 three-point attempts per game, and making just three of those. So although he's taking almost two more threes a game from his career average in the Finals, he's making .3 less per game. It's just... It's weird because Clay is not used to shooting this bad, and I think it's really just becoming a mind block for him. You can see it when he's out there. He just gets very frustrated with himself after he misses these shots, and he's been missing a lot of shots that he makes in the past. But one thing that I always liked about Clay Thompson's game was that he was never one of those guys that took bad shots and always got his shots within the flow of the offense, was a very good rhythm shooter, got his shots when... They came to him and didn't force things. And really, the thing I've just noticed the most with Clay since his injury really, coming back, is almost like he's trying to prove himself that he's still Clay. He's been taking just much worse off the dribble shots, sometimes contested, almost double-teamed seeming, and he'll just throw up a garbage shot, and it's just not going to go in, even if you're a great, great shooter most of those shots that he's taking a lot of the times are not going to go in no matter who you are. I don't care if you're Michael Jordan. They're just not good shots to take. And Klay Thompson should be easing himself into these things, especially coming back from injury still. It's only been 40 or so, 50 games since returning from injury. And with that being said, he hasn't even had a full season under his belt since returning from injury, and he really is still getting back into the groove of things in the grand scheme and clay thompson in the first round was terrific averaged 22.6 points on 50.6 percent from the field and so looking from the difference even though the denver nuggets and boston celtics are two completely different opponents and obviously the celtics are a much better team dropping down 16 percent in your field goal from three in three rounds it's just it's such a drastic difference it's like having a different player on your team it's taking away such a large aspect of your offense, like they're just gone. It's essentially taking away a 20-point-per-game scorer and turning them into a 10-point-per-game scorer because of how bad his efficiency is and his effective field goal percentage. It's legitimately like that because even though he's scoring 17 points per game so far in the finals, his efficiency is so bad, his points aren't really valuable. 32% 32% from three for the best shooter, arguably, in the world, not named Steph Curry. It's just, it's not going to win you games. It's not acceptable. So, if the Warriors really want to have a chance in this finals, it's it's really up to Clay, And not just Clay. it's Jordan Poole, too, because we've seen how great he's been in these playoffs. Prior to the finals... He was averaging 18.4 points per game on 53% shooting in the playoffs and 39% from three, which he's still shooting about 38.9% in the finals. But his field goal percentage has dropped from 53% to 41.4, even though he is attempting just .4, 0.4 more threes than the rest of the playoffs. So from round one to three, Jordan Poole averaged 5.6 three-point attempts per game. In the finals, he's averaging 6 three-point attempts per game, shooting roughly both around 39% throughout the playoffs and just in the finals. So that 13 or 12 or so percent drop-off in field goal percentage is coming strictly almost off two-pointers. We saw how good Jordan Poole was at driving and kicking and penetrating the defense, in the playoffs earlier rounds against the Mavericks he did it terrifically against the Grizzlies he did it. against the Nuggets he did it. he's been doing it all year he's been doing it in the playoffs up until now where he's played a very good Boston team and the thing with Boston is there's no weak links to attack for him and Jordan Poole is not a big strong guy and it's been very difficult because Jordan Poole has just not been effective in that role where he's been so effective he can't drive which takes away so much of his game and he's essentially been limited to a three-point shooter which is not his game it is his game but it's not his only game it limits him he's been turned from essentially a three-level scoring threat to joe harris in the course of three games so far versus the celtics also in the finals as i said his ability to drive and kick has been limited In general, his passing just hasn't been as good. He has only 8 assists so far through 3 games and 10 turnovers, so he has more turnovers than total assists, averaging only 2.2, 2.3 assists per game in the finals. Throughout the rest of the playoffs, he had averaged 4.5 assists and 2.5 turnovers, so a decent assist-to-turnover ratio. Regardless, much better than what he's had in the finals so far. He has not been efficient. Same with Clay, And when your 2nd and 3rd scoring options are essentially invisible it's really hard because Steph Curry has been having to carry the entire load and then when he's on the defensive end he's picked up fouls and he hasn't been able to play as much and then when it comes to the fourth quarter Steph hasn't even been good and no one else has been able to step up really and take care of business aside from Jordan Poole in game two but Jordan Poole needs to have more than one good half or one good quarter for the Warriors to be successful at this point of the season you're going up against the best team from the other conference and essentially you have to be at the top of your game and Clay and Jordan Poole just haven't been and even though they've been defended well it's also just shot making and decision making there's been so many lazy passes and just give ups on the Warriors offensive possessions bailout shots that are just hopeful prayers and really, them not looking and working it to get the good looks that have, they've gotten all season that Steve Kerr's Warrior offense is designed to get for Clay and for Jordan Poole now, who has been obviously integrated into the team throughout this season with his absence partly, and obviously just Jordan Poole's emergence as a very, very good basketball player. For Clay, you can honestly look at a multitude of things as to reasons why he's struggling. A, you could look at Steph Curry's foul trouble that he's gotten into, and that that does go to show for something because there has been more pressure that's fallen on Jordan Poole and Klay Thompson's shoulders without Steph Curry in the game when he's had to sit out. And in all honesty, that's a lot to ask right now from a Klay Thompson who's still, I don't believe, at 100%. I think Klay will continue to get better, and by next season, at least midway through the season, I think Klay will be back to Klay form. But right now a lot of this is Clay still trying to figure out how to get back into his rhythm and be Clay Thompson still in the finals right now as I said averaging just 17 points on 34% from the field but during the regular season he looked great. He was averaged 20.4 points per game, 43% from the field isn't great for Clay Thompson standards, but it's certainly not the 34% he's shooting in the finals this year, 38.5% from 3 and Yeah, he looked good. It was promising. It seemed like the Warriors were going to have another weapon for their finals run. But really, it's been Steph Curry versus the Warriors, it seems like, with a sprinkle of Andrew Wiggins here and there. It's it's really tough because the Warriors look outmatched at the moment. And if Clay Thompson and Jordan Poole don't get back into the swing of things, they're going to continue to look outmatched. And I don't see there's any way for the Warriors to win this series with Clay and Jordan Poole playing at the rate that they are right now. So far, for the playoffs, Clay averaged not just round one, but from round one to three, he was he was good. He was a very, very good piece. He wasn't maybe the Clay Thompson of old, but he was still a more than solid player, not a role player. He's still an all-star level player and was still playing like it. He was still averaging 19.8 points per game before the finals. He was not... It wasn't like he was in some reduced role. He was playing very well in a role he had had before, if not the same to his production prior to his injury. And he was shooting 46% from the field and 39.8% from three on 8.9 attempts, so only 0.4 or less attempts than he's taken in the finals, and he made more in the series before the finals per game despite shooting less and I think that's that's really what goes to show here, or what is the main point I'm trying to make, is that Clay Thompson needs to be doing more with less shots rather than trying to do more with more shots, trying to force himself to keep going. Rather than just constantly chucking up these looks trying to get hot, get yourself to the free throw line. He's a capable... Uh, free throw shooter obviously one of the best shooters of all time he can get to the line he's an underrated scorer inside he has a handle he does it to try to get looks but oftentimes takes fadeaway jumpers or double clutch shots trying to shoot over the defense rather than doing that get yourself some easy looks just move within the flow of the offense he's been honestly keeping the ball for moving at times and it's something I haven't seen from Klay Thompson in the past, and it's really concerning to me because I think he needs to just stop trying to prove himself as Clay Thompson, this elite shooter and scorer, and rather prove himself as Clay Thompson, the winning basketball player, and play within the offense, and just allow things to come to him naturally rather than him trying to force things. It's not working, and I don't think it's going to work. He has to try something else. I mean, he said he was going to watch Game 6 clips of himself on YouTube. Obviously, that's not enough to... Just fix your shooting slump. You have to do something, change something up within the game, and try to manipulate this Boston defense in a way that they haven't before in order to get himself better looks and make everything easier for his whole team. Because when Klay Thompson is playing good basketball, the Warriors are playing good basketball for the most part. When the two Splash Brothers are on, they are a very, very tough team to stop. And when those two guys are on, then he opens up more for Jordan Poole because those guys can't focus in on Jordan Poole mainly, and that leaves him open on um, probably, even though the Boston Celtics have a great defense all around, it leaves their third or fourth best defender on Poole, and Poole is a very quick player, and he can get around some of those guys, even though he struggled finishing in the interior with a two, uh, with the twin tower combination of Al Horford and Robert Williams. Obviously, those two guys are very good interior and sound defensively. But if you can keep the ball movement going and get these better shots and not settling for looks that the Celtics want you to take, it's going to make them work harder. And it's going to make the Celtics have to think and prepare their defense differently. And it could ultimately lead to better looks and new things opening up for the Warriors and Steve Kerr because I know Steve Kerr is a coach that loves to manipulate defenses when he sees different sets coming, and he has a very unique offense. They don't get to the rim that much, and that's been a big problem for them. They need to do that more because their sh- three-point shooting has just not been falling at the rate it usually has been. The Warriors live and die by the three, but if they don't mix in a little two-point action here and there, it's really it's going to be trouble. And a lot of the reason that their two-point success hasn't been there even at all is because Jordan Poole was so much of that. He was probably their biggest threat scoring inside other than maybe Andrew Wiggins at times, but Jordan Poole probably drives more than any other Warriors player. And he just hasn't been able to do so um, in the finals. His field goal percentage, like I said, down 12% and it's really just unfortunate to see. And it's something that he's just going to hope he and have to hope and keep pushing forward to make sure that he can get better and get better looks and finish that's really what it comes down to is making shots, and if he's not making shots, there's really not much else you can do about it. Like I said, I don't see these Warriors winning in the finals against the Celtics. The Celtics team is too talented. Like I said, I don't see this Warriors team beating the Celtics in the finals if the performances of Clay Thompson and Jordan Poole don't pick up, because I think this Boston team has too much momentum at the moment, and regardless of their momentum, they just look like the better team. They're hustling more. They look like they want it more. Their defense has been better. Their offense has been better. And really, the Warriors have had a few good quarters of basketball here in the finals, and that's been pretty much it. So, all in all, it comes down to Klay Thompson. As it has many times in the Warriors' past, Game 6, against the Thunder, Klay Thompson, they went to him. They're going to have to hopefully... They're going to have to hopefully get Clay Thompson going and just hope for the best. There's not much else you can do because you, when your best basketball players aren't playing basketball well, what else can you really do? That's how basketball teams lose games. If they don't figure it out next game, it's going to be very hard for them to come back from 3 1. And I don't know. Clay's, uh, Clay's going to have to do some serious soul searching to find his jump shot before next game, which will be played tonight, on the day that this episode is uploaded, Friday, and yeah, as always, I'm your host, Nate, thank you guys so much for watching, and we'll see you next time, peace!